more than a song today I brought myself I am the sacrifice I am more than a song oh today today I brought myself I am more than a song more than a song today, today, I brought myself. I am a sacrifice. More than a song. I am more than a song today. I brought myself. I am a one. Everybody sing, receive, this is the sacrifice I The Lord accept our worship. Amen. The Lord accept our sacrifice. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. In Jesus' name. Let's be seated. Isaiah 38. I want to read verse 21 and verse 22. Isaiah 38, verses 21 and 22. For Isaiah said, I'd say, let them take a lump of figs and lay it for a plaster upon the boil, and he shall recover. Verse 22 says, Ezekiah also had said, What is the sign that I shall go up to the house of the Lord? Praise the Lord. Restoration through commitment. I have said it in the first service what commitment is a state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity. Being dedicated. And I told us it's a choice. And I told us it requires personal responsibility and it requires honesty and integrity. Commitment is what makes you to serve with integrity and faithfulness. It's not that it's convenient. Convenient is the drive that makes you to do what others see as difficult for God without any complaint. Now I told us, if we are committed unto the law, nothing will be difficult for us to do for God. That was why a CEO of a popular company was cleaning the house of God. 
And the man thought he was jobless. That's, she was jobless. That's why she's taking care of. That's commitment. That's commitment. So how committed are you? And do you know all the marriages that work today is about commitment? If you are not committed to your marriage, hey, it's not easy, sir. Even your work, any business that you are not committed to, even if it is your personal business, it, you can, it cannot grow. Let me cite for example, you know, those who are selling these uh, small, small provision, all these uh, biscuit, all everything that uh, children can buy. And, you know, in the morning, in the school period, or in the school session, in the morning, 6 a.m., 7, somebody will come and buy pencil. I want to buy cleaner. I want to buy biscuit. I want to buy. If you are still sleeping by that time, you know it's good to sleep, 6 a.m. They sleep that time, they sleep, Abby. <laughs> it takes commitment to come out of comfortability, to deny yourself of enjoyment or pleasure. So commitment is very important. So I want, to, I want us to consider in this second service the commitment of Ezekiah, a lesson to every believer. That's the topic I want to share to us. The commitment of Ezekiah, a lesson to every believer. And I want us to examine this man called Ezekiah. I was challenged when I was studying this place about the kind of commitment. Somebody who was sick that God told, you are going to die. And after he prayed, God said, you will not die again. But the sickness is still there. God now told them what to do. As you are going out this week, may God give you the solution to that problem in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Do you know every problem has solution, sir? And do you know solution to some problem is very close? The sickness, the day I realized that the sickness that wanted to kill Ezekiah was ordinary boil. It's not typhoid, it's not malaria. It's not uh, COVID-19. No, boil. Boil that if it catches you even in the armpit or in your bum bum, you will just put uh, shea butter and the thing and use some big cloth and the thing will dry. You see, many of us, we don't appreciate God though. I have had many cases that boil and kill people. Kill totally. And so you will be sick. Whether with terrible one, whether with sickness, whether with typhoid or all this thing. Do you know how many, how many people malaria kill every day? Thousands. But you see, God will just help you. Some will not even use drugs. They just take anything, whether Agbo or anything. And the type of malaria typhoid will go. You don't know it's God's hand. And so God now to Isaiah. Isaiah tell them they should fix the, the lump of figs. They should take it. Fig is a fruit. It's a plant in the land of Israel. Let them blend it. Make it as if they want to 
do puff puff or or uh, bones. Then let them place it on the boil, and it will recover. You know that was the solution. And look at the man that was sick. He was still asking Isaiah, "Are you assuring me that I will still go to the house of God again?" What a commitment! On the sick bed, all he thought was how to go back to the temple. I want you to ask yourself, I want me to ask myself, how committed I am are you to? Somebody who was sick, that the salt pronounced that he will die. He has not even recovered, though he is not going to die again, but he has not recovered. But all his mindset, all his thinking, all his longing was how to go to the temple. Brethren, this man is a wonderful man. And he's one of the kings in Israel that did good. We, there are many bad, in fact, Israelites were so unfortunate with the kind of leaders they have. Bad leaders. And one thing I want to tell you is that this man called Ezekiah did not follow the step of his immediate father, King Ahaz was his biological father who was very wicked very bad the bible says he did what the story is in second kings chapter 20 king ahas did what was bad in the sight of the lord he built high places to hide up he, 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 he brought back the worship of baal the worship of different kinds of idols to the extent that the people of israel enter into trouble Enemies came and carried many away, killed many. That was the situation when Ezekiah became the king. But, on, but very good for him, he didn't follow the step of his father. The Bible says, Ezekiah did what was right in the sight of who? You didn't answer me very well. Is it in the sight of men? In the sight of God. And that is another commitment. Your commitment may not be popular, may not be right, may not be good to people. And that's why last Sunday I told us, as a Christian, don't go for what is safe or what is popular, but go for what is right, right in the sight of the law. It may not be good in the sight of men. It may not be fair to men, but so far it is good in the sight of the Lord. I believe you are okay with that. So he did what was good in the sight of the Lord. So let's see his commitment. Let's see what he did that was good in the sight of the Lord. Number one, the Bible made us to understand that he opened the doors of the temple. So which means under his father's administration, they have totally shut down the, the doors of the temple. Nobody went to the temple again. Nobody, no priests. All the priests have gone back to their farms. The Levites have gone back to their fatherland. No worship again to, go, to Yahweh. The, the, the door of the house of, door of God was were shut. So the first thing he did, 2 Kings chapter 20 from verse 1 to 7, when you get home you can read it. The first thing he did was to reopen the doors of of the temple so how is our commitment 
How is our commitment? You know, the fellowship that our father did not have with God. Are we following the same line? Are we following the same suit? You know, many, came, many of us came from the family that they don't have devotion. And when we are, when, after even when we know Christ, we still follow the same pattern. Brethren, it is not necessary to follow bad examples, sir. We don't even need it. We must follow what is right. In the church you have, you must make sure the worship of God is elevated. Number two, he repaired the doors of the temple. All the doors had been destroyed. Everything dilapidated. So he was committed to repair it. So what are you repairing in the church you are going? As a matter of fact, you know, I've met some people in the church that you don't even need, they, need to tell them this is what church needs. You know, when they stand like this, they look around, they know what is lacking. And before you know it, they have covered the, the, the vacuum. And you see some people, even if you tell them, let's do this thing, it's another thing they will be saying. So how committed are you? That vacuum in that church, in the church, is meant for you to fill it. So if you wait, I am not the only one there. I don't want them to say, my own is too much. Then you are not committed. You are not committed. Number three, the Bible says, he brought back the priests and the Levites. He brought them back. Please, men of God, don't be annoyed. We are now ready to go back to God, to worship God. So he called them back. He called them back. He called the Levites back. He called the priests back. And number four, he restored the worship of Yahweh. All the sacrifices, the worship they have not been doing before, he restored it and he led the whole land of Israel back to God. It's a commitment. It is not an easy task. Uh, sir, let me tell us one thing today, sir. One of the most difficult things on earth is to stand for the truth. Especially when we are in the midst of people who hate the truth. Number one, they will see you as a fanatic. They will see you as if you are out of your senses. They will see you as somebody who is showing off. But it is the commitment that will make you not to care about what people will say. You know when Jesus was about to, when he was moving closer to the period of the end of his ministry, there was a woman who came with expensive, exp very expensive perfume. You remember? What did, what did she do with the perfume? Eh? Not only pouring, the Bible says she broke. She did not open, no. If she had opened, she may be tempted to remain. Some in the <laughs> see Bible is very is very complete. She broke, she broke it. Oh, thou for anywhere, so that everything. Of course, if I don't if I don't empty the perfume, the rest will be wasted because he has broke. She had broken the mouth of it, so she broke it and empty. 
everything on Jesus Christ. It was so, it was so expensive that people, even the disciples of Christ, were complaining. Ah, why are you wasting this kind of a thing? Ah, if we sell it, we know how many millions we are going to make from it. And Jesus said, keep quiet. You know, people may mock your commitment. People may criticize your commitment. That doesn't matter. What matters is the one you are committed to. And as a matter of fact, if you don't commit yourself unto the Lord, you will commit to something else. And that is it. You know, when people are preaching, preaching, especially now in our generation, you know, people are so skeptical about giving. I just pity us. This man said something and it touches me. Charles Podium, one of the greatest preachers of his time. He said, it is not how many things you have on head, but how many things you can enjoy. That is it. If you have many does not mean you will enjoy many. And that's why nothing must be too much for you to give, to be committed unto the law. After all, whatever you gather here, you gather for this earth's sake. Hello? You take nothing away. Is somebody listening to me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we pray for long life here. That's good. But better is eternal life. You know, a preacher preached one day and said, who cares about long life when we have eternal life? <laughs> so what he was saying is, whether I live long here or I don't live long here, it doesn't matter. I am going to eternity. That's the best one. That's the best place. So commitment can make you, you know, be, before you can be committed, you might have been convinced that here is not going to be the end of everything, sir. We have a better place we are going. And you see this man, he restored the worship of Yahweh. And number five, he destroyed the high places of idol. Destroy everything. Even whether they attack him or they did not attack him. Whatever the risk may be, he destroyed every idol. And number six, he trusted the Lord. So what are the lessons we need to learn here before I leave here? Number one, as a Christian, we must be committed enough not to follow bad examples. Brethren, do you know there are bad people in the church? People who are not willing to do and they will not want people who are ready to do to do. They will not tell you not to do, but the word of their mouth is enough. When I pastor a church and a man, since then, I stop people, I stop them in that church from recording tight. They have card. I banned using card. If you like, don't pay. If you like, pay. It's between you and your God. <laughs> and if problem comes, you're on your own. You know, payment of tight is a, is a compulsory thing. They interview Billy Graham sometimes ago on TV. And the presenter asked him, are you sure every member of your church paid their tithe? He said, yes. How are you sure? He said, yes. All of them must pay tithe. 
but the only person they pay to, I may not know. Some may pay them, some may pay their home to a doctor, some may pay to police, some may pay to lawyer or judge. But that you will not pay tight is a lie. And so, why are you not committed to God that will reward you? Than to be committed to where there is not going to be reward, but shortage. Brethren, I want to uh, 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 beg you in the name of the Lord. So in this church, as the man brought his tithe, and somebody standing beside him said, ah, what is wrong with you? And you want to give them all this amount of money. Somebody who will not pay. What is his own problem with what another person is doing? There are people like that in the church. So as a Christian who is willing to be committed, you cannot afford to follow bad example. You don't mind what people are doing. Your own is to be focused. Even Ezekiah did not follow the example of his father. And number two, Ezekiah stood for God, no matter the situation. So for us to be committed, we must be able to stand for God, no matter the situation, no matter what we are passing through, no matter what people are doing to us, stand for God. And number three, we need to be able to trust God for backing. In every good work, we are doing. I told us last week that it's going to be a mistake for you to think people will always appreciate your good deeds. It's going to be a disappointment oh, because even those who are doing good things too, they will be the first one to attack you. But commitment will not allow you to quit since you are committed doing the right thing. No matter what people are doing, you, are, you trust God for backing. And I want to assure you, do you know God, God backs you up when you are standing for the right thing? And number four, we must be a man of worship and prayer. You can't be committed without prayer. Your commitment needs prayers because devil will always like to discourage you. But you see, Ezekiah, Every time is prayer. Every time. Even when they said he's sick and he's going to die. You know, if it were, if Ezekiah were to be some of us, what would he be doing? Eh? Weeping, crying, complaining. Oh, let me go to that man that is very, that witchcraft doctor. Since God cannot save me again. And even some of us will begin to murmur against God. And this God knows that I am good. Oh, well, without my good, if it is there, oh, no problem. But I will go and serve the devil now. He didn't do that. The Bible says immediately he turned to the wall and cried to God. God, you say I'm going to die. Then let me talk, let me talk to you first before I will die. Remember my good acts. Remember, what, what can you remember God about your service unto him? Is somebody listening to me? What is that thing that you can use to challenge God? That is where many of us are missing it. You are facing a challenge. 
you cannot challenge God. That God, ah, look at me, oh. This is what I've been doing for you. No, nothing to challenge God. And that's why our prayers at times does not scare the devil. It is the prayer of a committed Christian that can put the devil on, on the run. May God give us the grace to be committed. You did not say amen very well. So immediately God sent back. Look at it before I finish the message. God told him, you are no longer going to die. It does not stop there. We are talking of total restoration, restoration through commitment. Because of your commitment, you are going to recover from the sickness. You will not die. I will restore you, and not only you, I will restore all your people in this city. Do you know your commitment can deliver your family members? Your commitment can deliver your community. Your, co your commitment can, can deliver this, this Nigeria, this nation called Nigeria. So brethren, how committed are you? And I told you in the first service as I land off, commitment to God is to live righteously. That's number one commitment. It's not only about our service, but our living. Commitment is not about service alone, but about living. How, how righteous are we living? And it's to uphold that which is pleasing and right before God. Let's stand up on our feet. Ezekiah recovered and more years were added to his year. Is somebody listening to me this morning? You will recover. Amen. But you have to adjust your commitment. And I told us, commitment is not only about service, but about living. God, help me to live for you. That's just the prayer point. God do what? Help me to live for you and you alone. Let's turn it to prayer in the name of Jesus Christ.